0: Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul. Welcome to the For Your Soul Podcast, a podcast for your soul in which I try to equip the church with sound doctrine and biblical truth. My name is Milton Quintanilla and thank you once again for joining me for today's episode of the For Your Soul Podcast. And today I'm going to be doing more of a freestyle episode. Uh, as opposed to the last few episodes which was which was more of a, a series of, of interviews I did with some friends who came out of the church pastored by Joseph Prince. A big name in the prosperity gospel. And if you have not checked that out I encourage you to, to go back and li- listen to that. And in today's episode... I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be doing more of a freestyle episode in the sense where I don't really have notes written down. Usually I, I like to take another lot of notes to do research before I conduct uh, do an episode. But today I just wanted to just, just share from the heart, you know, especially on this topic that I feel that many Christians, particularly Christians who are single, need. So r- right off the bat, I think when it comes to single Christians, a lot of them, for the most part, are unhappy. Why? Because they are not in a relationship, and that's and it's tough. You know, it's definitely tough, especially when you see everyone else around you, whether it's your friends, family, the coworkers, even people in a church, who are in a relationship, and here you are. You're you're waiting. You're you're praying, and yet nothing seems to change. Nothing seems to to work out the way you want them to, and. And on top of that, you're dealing with pressure from your peers who some maybe even look down on you because you're single. I remember one time somebody basically scolded me because I I said that I was single. And she was like, oh, what's wrong with you? You need to you need to you need to step up. You need to talk to somebody. And, you know, it's 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 not easy. And, you know, because even if you did did talk to somebody, which, of course, hey, I would encourage you. To try to do that, but at the same time, we cannot expect things to go our way. You know, most of the time, well, yes, there are people who choose to be single, right, because they want to be single. But then the other times, who people there are people who are single because maybe life didn't work out for them in the sense where they weren't able to to meet that that special someone. And of course, yeah, family who gives you a lot of pressure, right? Especially, so I, bel- I and I think I see it from a lot of parents too. Where you know they want what's best for the son, and their daughter, especially after they're gone. And one and one thing that they they want for the child is for for them to get married, right? You know, to con- not only to continue the family bloodline, but also to be able to to actually be with somebody. Because they don't they don't want you they don't want you to be alone for the rest of your life. I've have heard, heard that saying too, where it's like, you know, oh man, you can't be single, otherwise you're you're gonna die alone and you need somebody to take care of you. But at the same time, I. i'm like you know what who's to say that that person will take care of me who's to say that my my spouse will be there for me you know what? maybe my spouse will die before me or who knows i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't know this isn't of course ideally yes i understand where where they're coming from but then at the same time we cannot expect things to to take place like that and that being said with all these expectations i feel like it, it feeds into our own expectations where we have to like set the bar really high Where, for instance you you say okay when I'm 30 years old I should be married already I should have my own house a a wife a few kids even but yeah some people (laughs) when they reach 30 they realize they're still single they or you know and even worse that they have not met anyone or or other times they they meet somebody who they uh, maybe like a friend Right, for instance, and they take a liking to them. They grow, they grow. They have feelings for them, and in their minds, while they picture themselves being with this person, and you know, whether it's in a relationship or even a potential marriage, but then it doesn't work out for them. They get, they get heartbroken. Perhaps they get friend zoned, or maybe that person, that person of interest, ends up with somebody else. And and believe me, it's not a fun. It's not a fun feeling it's one of the worst feelings that you could ever have and i'm so and for anyone who has who has gone through a heartbreak right now and you're single i just want to say i'm sorry i know i know how you feel trust me i definitely know how you feel we usually like to place expectations whenever somebody likes to come into our life you know like you meet somebody and and you like them and you automatically start assuming okay i think i will end up being with this person I, I, I mean i used to have that as well like years ago i met i met this girl and and i was very attracted to her and and we were talking you know and it was and it was cool we had great conversation and all that and, and in my mind i was like you know in the next three months i'm gonna be with this girl and i remember i would start praying to god and naturally when it comes to prayer you know, I think of the Lord's prayer. I oh, know I think of I think of Jesus's prayer, you know, where he says uh, when he's in the garden right before he gets crucified, obviously, you know, he says, oh, Lord, take this cup away from me. But then he says, not my will, but yours be done. Right. Which, of course, you know, should be an ideal when it comes to prayer, because obviously, when we pray to God, we're not telling him what to do. But rather, yes, we present our request to him and whatnot. But yet at the same time, we are to trust God in His sovereign will that he would carry it, carry it out the way he sees fit, not according to our desires thus not my will but yours be done go going back to to my situation but when it came to me and praying to god concerning the girl i like i never said not my will but yours be done instead i was like god you need to make her my girlfriend you need to make her my my future wife especially especially after i had this dream one time where i saw myself with this person like as as a as a couple like we were traveling we were gonna go I didn't know where we were going but I remember we were getting on a bus together and she just seemed so happy with me Mm -hmm. and in my eyes I thought like oh my goodness this this has to be confirmation this has to be a sign from heaven because I've heard and I'm sure perhaps some of you have heard that too where where a couple has met because they felt like the Lord had had let them to come together and it's hard to comment on that like I think sometimes God may, may do that. Of course, God is God. He is sovereign. But then at the same time, I don't I don't see it as a norm, you know, especially given that sometimes perhaps what you're feeling or maybe what you experience, such as whether it's a, a vision, right, a dream or some sort of sign, and you automatically assume it's from God. Sometimes it may not even be from God at all. It could be very well your own subconscious. Your, sub, your own subconsciousness and your own feelings, because we're so caught up with this person, we will automatically take anything that is remotely related to to starting a potential relationship with that person. And you know, and may not be God. And I know that uh, for a fact because after that incident, long story short, it, it didn't work out for me at all, at all. Like that person never, never really took an interest in me, which again, it's it sucks. But nevertheless, we've all been there as. As, as single people, and especially as Christians, you know, because in the context of the church, we know that marriage is a spiritual analogy of Christ and the church, and we know that marriage is a beautiful thing. We know that it's a gift from God. We know that God, going back to the book of Genesis, He says in Genesis 2 verse 18, then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone, and I will make him a helper fit for him. And at the time, we know that he created Adam, but then he creates Eve, which would be the wife and mother of his children. And we right, we see here, right here, that God not only creates man and woman, but also that he creates marriage, that they would that they would be together, that they would start a life together, and that they would they would also start a family together, right? Because later in in that same chapter, God says, "Be fruitful and multiply." So we see how how couples are meant to not only be complimentary towards one another and and be together, but also to be able to, to start a family, which again, all a gift from the side of God. So going back to to single Christians, I feel like because we'll read texts like that and we see how people get married in church and how th- how they're so happy together, and on top of that, we also have this this pressure, this peer this pressure from our peers and our families and our own expectations. It's almost like, it's almost like we feel like almost as if we're second, almost like as if we're second rate Christians because we have not, we have not, we, we, we were not able to, to be with somebody. We were not able to get married. We were not able to start a family. We're still here. We're still single. And according to everyone else's expectations, right, including society's expectations, where you have to be with somebody, and when you don't be, when we're not with that somebody. Guess what? You feel, you feel, you almost feel worthless. You almost feel like, man, something is wrong with me. I must be a loser, or a secondary Christian, and in, in this case, right. And then, uh, and then, and which leads to some people who who they think, man, you know, I must be a hopeless romantic. You know, you I'm sure some of you have, may have referred that to yourself. I'm a hopeless romantic, and you know, I want to encourage you guys today because. Well, yes, it's it's tough at this, you know, it's tough to be single. It definitely is. But then at the same time, I I feel like all this pressure about not being single overlooks the value of singleness because you know what? Not only is marriage a gift from the Lord, not only is having children a gift from the Lord, but also being single is a gift from the Lord. Okay? And I know that while yes, that there are some people who are are known as people who are who are celibate, right? That 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 they have no desire to get married. They have no desire to, to have kids. And you know what? That can be that can be a gift from God, and which is a good thing. But I also believe, I also believe that celibacy can also be a choice. Where even though at one point you may have wanted a relationship, but perhaps you get to that point one day where you realize, you know what? I'm I'm actually better off single. I'm actually better off being alone. I don't need to get married. I don't need to have kids. And I'm happy that way. And moreover, you do it because you recognize that you have God who is enough. I want to read to you a text from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. and this chapter, Paul talks about marriage and singleness and we know that Paul, for, for those who are married or wanting to get married, you know, he encourages them to, he encourages them to get married, especially in the context of trying to prevent sexual, sexual immorality, right? Or sex outside of marriage. And, you know, it's better to to get married and to burn with passion but paul also gives a a suggestion for anyone who is for anyone who is single and 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 i like what he says here because i think based on what i'm about to read it can really give some insight for the for the single christian so first corinthians chapter 7 verse 32 and 35 the apostle paul writes i want you to be free from anxieties Not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote but to promote good order and to secure your undivided attention to the Lord. So, clearly here Paul makes a distinction between the, the unmarried person and the married person. Whereas the unmarried person, right, the single person, right, man or woman, they don't have to worry about being with their spouse. They don't have to worry about pleasing their spouse. In which... Their interests can be divided, whereas the single person is only worried about how they can grow in God, how, can, how they can serve God, the things of God, right? And, and that's just very key because even even though, yes, I do believe that, for example, if you are in a relationship with somebody who is a Christian, yes, you both can point. Ideally, yes, you, are, you should point each other to Christ, right? A relationship is meant to be complementary in that way. If if you're with somebody who is not leading you towards Christ, and, and especially that you're both Christians, then I might have to reconsider that relationship. Also, if you're with somebody who who is an unbeliever whereas you're a believer, you know Paul also gives that suggestion as well, where he's like, if if you're with that person, hey, you know you want to be able to to witness to them and see if they ultimately come come to the Lord. Otherwise, don't don't be with them. But when it comes to the single person. So they don't have to worry about them. They don't have to worry about anyone except God. And I think that's very important because at the end of the day, whether you are single, whether you are married, our main priority is God. And for the single person, I believe that they get to see that more. They don't they don't, because again, they're not tied down to any anything. It's good to be not tied down to things because you recognize that's when you recognize the gift of singleness. And the fact that you get to serve God without any other any other objectives, any other obligations, that's a good thing. And I want to encourage you with that today, single Christian. There's no greater privilege to serve God. And not only that, you also recognize that God is enough for you. Just as I believe in the sufficiency of Scripture, I also believe in the sufficiency of God. And that's something that we must remind ourselves time and time again because we recognize that only god can satisfy the soul only him can fill the void in your heart because apart from him guess what you're going to be looking at other things you're going to be searching for other things and yes that even includes uh, a spouse that even includes a, a girlfriend a boyfriend and while yes it is again relationships again they are a gift from god but at the same time we must not we 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 must not replace god with those things otherwise it can be an idol it can be idolatry and Sally i would say even christians today who are single and looking they can make an idol out of that especially with these expectations where they put this person so high up on a pedestal they realize man i need to be with this person otherwise my life sucks cuz uh, you know or if man i have to i have to get married i have to be in a relationship otherwise um, I'm a second-rate Christian, and again, I feel that's just. Pu- I think that's just pushing it because, perhaps you know what? Maybe God wants you to be single, just so that you can realize that He is enough for you. Just so that you can realize that, even if you are in that relationship with that one person, you realize that not even they can satisfy you. And I and I and I hear this a lot from people who get married or who are in relationships. A lot of them, for the most part, they end up regretting being in a relationship. They end. up, they're like, man, if if I could do it all over again, I would rather be single. I remember one time, I had I had a fr- I have a, I had a friend who, he got married, you know, he had a wife and kids, you know, and on the outside he looks happy. And I remember one time, you know, this is coming out of, of church, he walked by me, as he was leaving with his wife, and he's like, "Don't get married, don't get married." I was like, I just laughed, you know, but at the same time, he's right because, if you feel like you cannot commit to somebody, don't get married. If you feel like you, you get married because you're trying to fulfill someone else's expectations, such as your parents or your friends, don't get married. Or even your own expectations. Because sometimes our expectations are just so high, guess what, When even when you're in that relationship, that person's not gonna meet you where you're at. And it's gonna cause a lot of problems. And I feel like that's why a lot of people get divorced and separated and the relationship sometimes doesn't end in a good way. I've seen people get separated just based on their change in physical appearance, such as gaining weight. Like, I remember I read a story about how this one lady, you know, she met a guy, and, you know, she was very attracted to him on a physical sense. But then as soon as the guy starts to put on a few pounds, she's like, I don't want to be with him anymore. And I'm like, wait, you know, can't you, you know, you realize he can can exercise, he can eat right. And who knows, maybe that guy didn't want to eat right and exercise. But then at the same time, it's like, Do you really want to leave that person for that? I don't know. I feel like when it comes to relationships, guess what? When you're not only do you have the expectation of wanting to be in a relationship, but also recognize that being being in a relationship also has expectations. And for that reason, I would also say that it's better to be single because when you're single, guess what? You don't have to worry about fulfilling anyone's expectation because sometimes that expectation isn't good for you. If anything, it might be kind of productive. It could be draining. And ultimately you'll just end up hating being in a relationship. Now, again, if you are single today and you want to be in a relationship, that's fine. I would encourage you to pray about it. Of course, read the word, F- find somebody who loves God, find somebody who loves Christ and is able to push you to, towards greater and greater godliness. But then at the, but at the same time, recognize that that person cannot complete you apart from God. And if you are single today and you're struggling and maybe you're debating about whether or not you should remain single and you just, and overall you just feel discontent. I would encourage you to rest in the Lord. Rest that He is enough. Rest that He is far more sufficient than any person on this world. And as I conclude today's episode, I want to read a text out of Psalm 73 verses 25 and 26. And the text reads, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. At the end of the day, my friends, all we have is God. Whether it's in heaven or on earth, all we have is God. And even though our flesh and our heart may fail, God is our strength forever. And I want you to rest with that for a second because... Based on what I said earlier, because because we put on all these expectations on ourselves, it's easy to be restless. It's easy to be content. It's easy to complain and, and and moan about why why I'm why I'm still single. And you know what? Rest in the Lord. Rest in Him. Trust in Him. Trust in His timing for you. If 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 it's meant to be, Amen. if it's not meant to be, Amen. Just recognize that God is enough for you. He is your portion. He He is with you to the end, even at times where where we fail Him, even at times where we have disobeyed from Him and strayed far from Him. But yet, as soon as we turn back to the Lord, He's right there to accept us. He's right there to to bring us back into the fold, and love us, and meet us where and continue His His work in our lives. And of course, let us not forget the gospel. The fact that you that you and I could even have a relationship with God today, it is only because of Jesus Christ. Because apart from him, there's only condemnation, but with him, salvation. We are reconciled to a holy God by the blood of Jesus. We are regenerated by the Holy Spirit in which we have a new heart and a new mindset. And we have his word to guide us, to give us discernment, to equip us, to allow us to live the life that God has. Has enabled us to live, friends. That is more than enough. If you, if, if you want contentment, look at God. Look at Him. Rest in Him. Continue to seek Him. Seek Him like never before. And and I'm not just telling you that because I've mastered it. No, I'm telling you something that I have to often tell myself to rest in God, because otherwise you're just going to be discontent. You're just going to be restless. I think of um the quote famous quote by augustine that says our hearts are restless until they find rest in you and my friends there's no greater rest than to than the love of god the fact that god can call you his child it is no greater privilege the fact that you can have a relationship with him from now until forever to eternity that's more that's that's all that's that's all you need and i feel like We've we've undervalued that. Or if anything, we've neglected that because we're so concerned about, man, I need to get married. I have to be in a relationship. I have to do this and that. I have to meet someone else's expectations. I have to fulfill my path. No, like, no, listen. Rest in God. Okay? Rest in God. Again, as I said just now, if it is as well for you to be in a relationship, amen. If it's not, amen. Because either way, whether you're single or in a relationship, God is enough for you. And I would encourage you to rest in that today. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the For Your Soul Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I would encourage you to follow the For Your Soul Podcast on social media, as well as uh, uh, listening platforms and on YouTube as well. And on top of that, uh, I just wanted to. For, for for those who follow the first Old podcast on 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 social media i had recently started a new series where i take one verse that is commonly taken out of context and and i and i and i link into the proper context the series is called the most misused series of the bible and i would encourage you to to go check that out i feel like when it comes to the bible unfortunately a lot of people take it out of context because a lot of people they like to incorporate their ideas to the text they like to 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 tell themselves you know what they want to hear as opposed to what god is telling them in his word so i would encourage you to do that uh you could also check out the first podcast youtube channel where i upload all the episodes as well as clips taken from each episode i encourage you to subscribe and and, and if you want to support the For Your Soul podcast financially, you can do so at anchor.fm slash for your soul slash support. And there I have individual payment or if you want to do a monthly payment, that's also fine. That's pretty much it. Thank you for listening to the For Your Soul podcast, a podcast for your soul, and stay tuned for the next episode. God bless.